Hello and welcome to another episode of Virtual Legality. I'm your host, Richard Hogue, managing member of the Hogue Law Business Law Firm of Northville, Michigan. And as has been so often the case here in Virtual Legality, we are once again talking about one of 2020's most popular games to talk about. That's right, it's Cyberpunk 2077, which for the fortunate few has apparently found its way into their hands due to a snafu from somebody. Appears to be Best Buy, but who's really to say? And CD Projekt Red, the developers of Cyberpunk 2077, reacting to that fact very similarly to the way we saw folks like Square Enix react to the fact that Final Fantasy VII Remake got into people's hands early. One of the primary differences, as we will explore in this video, however, is that CD Projekt Red itself takes a much more permissive stance towards streaming in their own end-user license agreements. And while that's great, and I highly recommend it, I want more developers and publishers to do that, it does put them into a little bit of a bind when they start to threaten legal action, as we will see they have done this past 24 hours. I've pulled up a Eurogamer article entitled the following. CD Projekt warns against streaming Cyberpunk 2077 before release as copies ship early. Subheading, Heavy Silver Hand, referring to it being a heavy hand to threaten these kinds of things and the character in Cyberpunk, Johnny Silverhand, played by Keanu Reeves. We finally reached the point where we are less than a week away from the launch of Cyberpunk 2077, and perhaps unsurprisingly, given all the release date changes, copies of the game appear to have shipped a little early. In anticipation of any potential leaks stemming from this, CD Projekt Red has requested that players avoid streaming or uploading videos of the game before release day, or else face a corporate takedown task force. Now that is in fact what they said. Obviously we don't have corporate takedown task forces and that in and of itself is probably an issue with the language that they chose to use in this messaging, which we will talk about as part of this video. But you will see here a bunch of places. Here's Concarnage, popular streamer that says, hey, my collector's edition from Best Buy just came in. I'm holding it in my hands right now. We have other pictures of Best Buy releases. Other people getting this from Best Buy, maybe from some other places a week early. And Cyberpunk 2077, CD Projekt Red, doesn't love that. Now, Con Carnage, to his credit, actually had a secondary tweet on this thread from yesterday that said, just so we're super clear here, yes, the discs are in the game. I have it. No, I will not be streaming this. He then says, it's a bad idea for a streamer to stream a game before the release date, regardless of the legality of owning it. And no, I don't have a search just on Twitter talking about video games and legality, but this did jump out when I saw it, because as we have talked about in this space so much, it's not the legality of owning a copy of a game pressed on a disc that people should be concerned about restreaming. It's the legality of the license that they receive to do things with the software that is incorporated on that disc. Now, CD Projekt Red, again, takes that permissive stance, as we will see, but not so permissive as of yesterday. Shortly after all these news articles started coming out, Cyberpunk 2077, at Cyberpunk Game on Twitter, put out the following yellow JPEG notification. And I think it probably gave a lot of people heartburn. This is exactly how it looks when they have delayed the game three times prior this year. And it said the following, your Cyberpunk 2077 videos and streams before release. We are getting closer and closer to launch. And chances are some of you will get your hands on a copy of Cyberpunk 2077 before release day. However, difficult this might be for us to achieve. They acknowledge that it's very difficult in the world of the internet. Our ambition 
is for gamers all across the world to have the same spoiler-free experience at the time the game releases. This is why we kindly ask you not to stream slash Let's Play or release any similar content before December 9th, 12 p.m. CET, 3 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. We will send MaxTac, you know, the guys who take down videos, after everyone who does. After that date, however, we would love if you'd stream everything like there's no tomorrow. It's 2020. Who knows? Maybe there isn't. So you can see that they're trying to do what they generally do in the world of CD Projekt Red, which is to take a kind of light approach to what is actually pretty draconian messaging. We will send MaxTac after everyone who does is that unfortunate bit of language that Eurogamer is referring to when they talk about corporate takedown task forces. This is a reference to the actual world of Cyberpunk 2077, MaxTac being units of corporate SWAT teams that do various things in that world. The problem from a legal perspective is that this is the real world. And what they have done is that they have notified you that bad things will happen to you while referencing a fictional strike force. And if you are at all familiar with legal language, if this is not your first rodeo in virtual legality, we don't like this as lawyers. We don't like a lack of clarity when we are talking about legal rights, obligations, what amounts to a legal threat. Maybe you've seen the sitcom show Parks and Recreation, and maybe you remember a scene where they're sitting down to eat at some kind of novelty restaurant uh, that is about dinosaurs. And Leslie Nope, the main character of that, tries to order her steak. I believe it's medium roar. And the waiter looks at her and says, no, we are actually legally obligated to ask for you to confirm that it's medium rare. It's just medium roar. And she does this a number of times. And you think about it. And if you're a lawyer, you look at it and say, yep, that's lawyers. That's what we do. But when you're talking about actual communication, notifications of what you intend, what they want in terms of the heat of their meat, and what you are actually threatening to do to people in the real world, if you're CD Projekt Red, saying we will send a fictional strike force, you know, the guys who take down videos after you, is probably not sufficient notification that they intend to issue copyright infringement notifications or DMCA takedown notices or whatever this might look like. And it actually would probably be a defense for someone to say, hey, I thought they were joking around because obviously the rest of this statement is joking around. It's 2020. Who knows? Maybe there's no tomorrow, et cetera, et cetera. And so this probably isn't a very good legal notification to them telling you not to stream their video game. Now, We've talked about streaming, we've talked about leaks, we've talked about issues online throughout 2020. Our biggest series on this, The Last of Us Leak Legality series, was premised around the fact that Sony was going and actually striking, issuing DMCA takedown notices to people that were just talking about the spoilers that were leaked out from the loss of their security on their servers. Whether that was hacked, whether it was just lost, we don't know. We have lost all track of that story because Sony isn't spilling the beans on this kind of thing. And they were striking things that were clearly not copyright infringement. We cannot copyright ideas. You cannot copyright a narrative plot point. You can't copyright that the Death Star is destroyed at the end of A New Hope. Sorry, folks. It's from 1977. I apologize if you haven't yet watched that first Star Wars movie. You can't copyright those concepts. So while I was making this thread, this stream, this playlist of videos on the Sony Last of Us Leaks Legalities question... I was getting all sorts of things, pictures of golf clubs, single bullet sentences that didn't spoil the game for me because I had no idea what context they were to be put in. And yet Sony was striking these things, going so far as to strike their own video at one point in time. 
And yet we are in a similar situation if CD Projekt Red were to actually do these kinds of things. When you actually talk about them saying, we kindly ask you not to stream or release similar content. That's a pretty broad brush. What is similar content to a stream or let's play mean? And are you actually going to be infringing if you say plot point X happened? I will tell you that you won't be, but that doesn't prevent someone from bringing a takedown notice against you as we saw with Sony and The Last of Us. So if you are con carnage, if you are sitting here saying, hey, I don't want to trip any landmines here, you are making the right call. Because in the world of today, these entities will just strike or do whatever. And then you're, there's really nothing that you can do about it until they drop their claim 10 days after the fact. And you don't want to get on their bad side if you're the con carnage, if you're a streamer, if that's your livelihood. And that makes total sense. But we here in virtual legality can talk about the legalities of these things, right? So if you go and you look at the CD Projekt Red website, and if you go specifically to look at the Cyberpunk 2077 website, that'll take you to terms of use. It'll take you to a privacy policy. Ultimately, it will take you here to an end user license agreement that was last updated in April of 2018. Now, I would be willing to bet you that there is a new end user license agreement that they are having people click through in respect of this new release, Cyberpunk 2077. Unfortunately, I can't get my hands on that. But we can acknowledge that philosophically, it's very likely to have the same philosophical points as this one that was released in 2018. And you can see here that they try to apply it to everything that they're going to release. This agreement is a legally binding contract between you and CD Projekt SA and applies to The Witcher, CDProjectRed.com, any other CD Projekt Red websites, any and all CD Projekt Red games, including the games that were then out at the time, any and all CD Projekt Red games. So philosophically, it's very likely that Cyberpunk 2077 has something that looks like this in it, and we're going to use it as the baseline for what we're talking about here. Now, they do say important Please also make sure that you read our game slash service specific rules and our privacy policy, which form part of this agreement. Unfortunately, unlike privacy policy, they don't link to any specific rules. They don't highlight what those rules might be. And so when we have this conversation, it's very possible that CD Projekt Red could go and put an interstitial screen at the front of anybody that gets an early copy of Cyberpunk 2077 and say, hey, you agree not to stream this thing until December 9th. They could absolutely do that. But if they don't, then we start to get into the question of whether they can actually threaten legal action at all. They say we may release beta versions of games before their full commercial release, but all of these concepts apply really to honest-to-God betas. We will be provided as is. That's not really going to be the case. We'll have a feedback process. That's not going to be the case. And so you wind up getting down to these concepts of user-generated content, right? If you create your user-generated content using any graphics, audio, video, text, gameplay features, character settings, or any other content from CD Projekt Red games or services, you may use and share it for personal enjoyment, but we do not allow any use or distribution of it for money or any commercial purpose. That looks like the kind of lines that we have seen in other end-user license agreement and says, oh no, I probably can't monetize a Let's Play or a video stream. But we know that isn't in fact the case. So while this should probably reference the section we're about to read, we can take this new section to say this modifies the overall restriction on 9.4 in which CD Projekt Red in the actual license agreement, not a separate blog post, not a comment on some YouTube video, not elsewhere in the actual agreement itself says we give you permission to create fan work. For example, Machinima, Let's Play or other videos, artwork and fan mods regarding CD Projekt Red games, 
unless our legal rules for a game in question say differently. So we have this open question of what legal rules, capital R, means in this context, where I can find them. Are they trying to incorporate blog posts? It's very difficult to say. But overall, the CD Projekt Red philosophical framework, and this is good, this is a boon to everybody that wants to stream video games, is you can stream them. We love Let's Plays. That's why they finish off their message saying, hey, we want you to stream like there's no tomorrow after the release date. But it seems unlikely that they actually built in their end user license agreement, the concept of the release date for their games, unless there's a separate rule somewhere. So now we have a somewhat pernicious threat, right? We now actually have CD Projekt Red saying, we will threaten to take down your videos, but you might have clicked through an end user license agreement that said you are free to stream your our videos of this game as much or as little as you want. Further, you have the same problem here with the permissive license that you do with respect to the other licenses that we've looked at, which is to say there's language here that says this agreement is the entire agreement regarding these particular things. The agreement, the privacy policy, and the capital R rules for games and services constitute the entire agreement between you and us regarding this agreement and supersede any earlier oral or written agreements. In general, this can't be modified just by a blog post. This is what we call a merger provision or an entirety provision with respect to making this the only thing that matters for the license of the video game. They further say we can change this, but it will only become legally binding on you 30 days after we post it online. And this is their current version of the terms of service as posted. So you have these open questions if you have a copy of it early. Does CD Projekt Red actually have a legal leg to stand on? A lot of that will depend on whether or not you can find capital R rules. And if it came down to it, and it won't, but if it did, whether or not CD Projekt Red could claim that you were on adequate notice for where those rules might be and what they actually do. If we go and we look at their video policy section, which again, doesn't modify their license agreement because they did it properly. They actually put the right to, to make streaming videos in their license directly. You can see that they've added after this dotted line, the language that we saw in their warning. However difficult this might be for us to achieve, we don't want spoilers out there. And then we kindly ask, right? We already talked about the fact that referencing MaxTac, a fictional enforcement group, is not great legally. The we kindly ask language is not great legally either. It isn't a mandate. It isn't anything like that. So these two sentences next to each other are kind of weird from a legal perspective. We ask you not to do something. That's fair enough. I want to be a professional. I want to keep you on uh, my good side. I want to be on your good side. So I won't stream this early because I want to keep getting whatever coverage access I get, whatever it might be. So if you ask me to do this, I won't do it. Thank you very much. But we kindly ask you not to do something. And if you do, we're going to send a corporate task force after you slash DMCA lawyers. Uh, it's an open question. And it's an open question that relates to whether or not they intend to do anything with this, which of course relates to the secondary question that we talk about in virtual legality all the time, which is that cease and desist letters, uh, actual threats from folks that are well-resourced, that have large chip stacks at the poker table, are really just as problematic, just as threatening as anybody that actually has the right of it from a legal perspective. Sony going out there and striking things, even though they're terrible strikes, they're an abuse of the DMCA process, doesn't mean that you can do anything about it because they have all the resources and they can drag things out through the court system if they were so inclined. And right now, you have to take this threat from them as something like literally 
something like seriously, even though they reference a fictional group, because if they want to do something, they will, even if their license has said you're free to actually stream and we don't have anything that can modify it in a separate blog post that you may or may not find. Note how this is different from the other legal landscape questions that we have looked at. This is a video I did earlier about Nintendo shutting down the Smash Brothers tournament for the most part. But in this video, I talked about a separate issue that was Nintendo striking as infringing actual streams of Hyrule Warriors, The Age of Calamity before its official release globally. And there's some people that came into my comments and said it was actually out in Australia. That's fine. These copies of Cyberpunk 2077 are actually out. They were purchased. They were rightfully licensed by the people that are currently holding them. That doesn't change the fact that if you've got a license that says you can't stream and then maybe we modify it a little bit and say you can't stream before release date, then they can still issue an infringing content notification on Twitch, which is exactly what we see on the Nintendo side of things. Unlike CD Projekt Red, they don't have this permissive provision in their license that talks about being able to stream. They say the software is licensed for your personal non-commercial use and you can't do anything else with it. You can't create derivative works from it. You can't distribute it. You can't publish it. You can't do these other things. You can play the game and then they go and say, well, okay, that's the license, but we'll allow you to do things like make videos on YouTube as long as the game has been officially released. That's the opposite of what we see from CD Projekt Red where they've got a permissive license rather than a restrictive license, and then they are trying to tweak it after the fact to say it's more restrictive than that. That doesn't work to the same extent that Nintendo has made a restrictive license and then tries to give certain permissions that are themselves restricted, right? And if you can understand that, you can also understand from a corporate law perspective why you see more of these Nintendo licenses then you see the CD Projekt license. If this is important to CD Projekt Red, they've got a problem when the game releases a week early. A problem that was not shared by Square Enix that had a restrictive license and then said, hey, don't stream it until the game is out. A problem that isn't shared by Nintendo that has a restrictive license and says, don't stream it until the game is out. And if CD Projekt Red is sensitive to this, they can easily make a tweak in their end user license agreement. They could make it right now behind the scenes and make people click through it again that say, hey, this doesn't apply, section 11 in particular, that allows you to stream if the game isn't formally out. And in respect of Cyberpunk 2077 specifically, you put it in black letters in the end user license agreement, that's December 9th on whatever date and time. And they make you click through it in order to play the game. Because without that, all you've got is this permission with a blog post that says, please don't. And if you do, we'll send a fictional task force against you. Now, the last thing I wanted to mention as part of this video is that a number of people said, hey, what can they even do? So they can definitely issue a DMCA takedown notice. As we've talked about, entities aren't required really to not abuse that process. The threshold for showing abuse is so high, knowingly and materially uh, abusing the DMCA takedown process. Cyberpunk CD Projekt Red has a colorable claim that things that got released early shouldn't be allowed to be put on these streaming services. So they're not going to get dinged by that knowingly and materially uh, abusing the process. So they could do that if they wanted. I would probably make another video if they started doing this, talking about that again, being an abuse of the process and not anything that we should like. But more specifically, they can also go to their partners, right? If we go and we look at something like Twitch 
And we go and we look at their terms of service. And this is important, not because this covers exactly what we want it to cover, but because they incorporate what we want it to cover in provision nine here, prohibited conduct. When you agree to be a Twitch content creator, you agree to follow the terms of service and you agree to Twitch's community guidelines. This is what I mean by incorporation by reference. When you actually say you agree to abide by these, Twitch's community guidelines, that drags all of this document into your agreement with Twitch. And so when we go and we look at the community guidelines, we get to the bottom here. We see some language that could be helpful to the CD Projekt Reds of the world. They say, at Twitch, we ask that you respect all publisher developer enforced release dates, embargoes, and NDAs by waiting to broadcast these games until everyone else gets to. Unless given prior approval, your channel may be subject to DMCA takedown by a rights holder. Rights holders should report violations in accordance with our DMCA guidelines. We ask that users refrain from reporting possible violations via the user report tool. That's an interesting last line, right? It, it suggests that they were getting a lot of reports from people that were just watching Twitch streams of something like, hey, a cyberpunk stream right now that tries to report it. Twitch doesn't want those reports from random people. They want reports from CD Projekt Red in that case. They want reports from Nintendo in that case. They don't just want people using the violation report tool to say, hey, this game hasn't released yet. But also note that Twitch has a similar kind of tone to the actual CD Projekt Red comment. We ask that you respect. This isn't the same kind of mandating language. And Twitch ultimately doesn't care that much if the copyright holder doesn't care. We ask that you respect these release dates and your channel may be subject to DMCA takedown, not by us, but by a rights holder. We're just trying to warn you, if you do this early, you could be subject to DMCA takedown. But that kind of supposes that we're talking about a restrictive license, that we're talking about a license like Nintendo or Square Enix or whomever that says you aren't allowed to stream unless, if we're being generous to them, you go to this blog post and you see the ways that you are allowed to stream. And one of those restrictions is that it has to have been officially released. Twitch says, well, you should know if you stream this early, you could get into trouble. But while that seems like it means that Twitch can't do anything unless CD Projekt Red actually does a DMCA takedown notice, and I've already told you that I think depending on the content of that, it would potentially be problematic, it's worth reminding everyone that Twitch reserves this enormously broad umbrella right to decide that you violated the community guidelines. To protect the integrity of our community as the provider of the service, we at Twitch reserve the right to suspend any account at any time for any conduct that we determine at Twitch to be inappropriate or harmful. So CD Projekt Red can contact Twitch. They can say, Twitch, we don't want this stuff out there. And we think that this will be a problem. We might bring a claim against you for contributing to infringement. We can do whatever we want in terms of threatening things. And Twitch can go and say, we don't want to offend our publishing partners. And so if you do this, even though it's just a suggestion, we will suspend your account. And CD Projekt Red might go that direction, might go that direction with similar language at other streaming sites. So the end point of all this is that Con Carnage is basically right. We put forth in a tweet yesterday, it says, hey, per Twitch, we ask that you respect those release dates. And while framed as a request, the breadth of the powers Twitch reserves in its guidelines should give any pre-release player pause. That being said, you come to virtual legality to talk about the legalities of these things. And I think unlike Nintendo, unlike Square Enix, unlike some of the other folks that we have seen with pretty harsh streaming restrictions, Atlas, this is a case where you can actually see how a permissive license, if not kind of changed on the day, could work against a corporation. 
So while I advocate for these permissive licenses in basically every instance, because the publishers and the developers benefit from the streaming economy, it's worth noting these instances where that kind of permission, when a game actually gets into people's hands legitimately early, how this kind of permission could wind up in a situation where the corporation, CD Projekt Red in this case, doesn't really like where things ended up. And you can understand how places like Nintendo wind up with restriction being the baseline rule. This has been Virtual Legality for today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please leave comments to this video if you see any places where CD Projekt Red is taking down things. I haven't seen any indications of that just yet, but I am interested to see if they go the Sony route, if this is just a rattling of the saber, especially with the fictional references. But if they actually start issuing these takedowns, I am very interested in that because it doesn't seem like they have a great legal basis for those takedowns in the first place. If you like this conversation, business and law of pop culture, video games, music, movies, television, the things that you already like and are reading about, please like, subscribe, share, ring bells, tell people that we are here having these conversations. And if you caught this on YouTube, thank you so much for watching. And if you listen to it as a podcast, thank you so much for listening. And I will catch you on the very next episode of Virtual Legality. Virtual Legality is a YouTube video series with audio podcast versions presented as commentary and for education and entertainment purposes only. It does not constitute legal advice and does not create an attorney-client relationship. If you have legal questions about the topics discussed, please consult your own legal counsel.